Canny Cross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Welcome to this episode of Canny Cross Conversations. Today we're joined by Nat and her dog Esme, who's been running every day. So hi Nat, thanks for joining us. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I'm Nat. I'm kind of pretty average. I just run with my dog, basically. And um, yeah, I guess I joined a, a virtual running club um, way before all the, the kind of new era of um, lockdowns kind of happened. And I, I really liked it because my job was quite demanding, I guess, at the time. And so it let me kind of um, be part of something without sometimes the atmospheres that you get in some traditional clubs I guess it I found that it was really really positive it wasn't it didn't really matter about like where you were running how far you ran how fast you went it didn't really matter it was just like yay go you you're a runner so um yeah oh that's lovely so that's oh, it's that's the run things club isn't it yeah that's right yeah yeah so the virtual running club um, I think I've done one of those actually do they do do they do the around the world ones yeah, yeah they do yeah. run around the world we've just done run up to Christmas haven't we um, yeah well that was kind of like Howard my friend Howard's fault he kind of introduced me to it um and I saw that it was marathon in a day um and I thought well oh, that sounds great so the first one I did was um was I did it in three three runs in terrible yeah. weather back home obviously with with Esme as well so yeah I just love the club I think it's it's really great especially when you don't always have the average lifestyle where you can turn up regularly to things so yeah it's been fab for us no that's yeah. really 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 good so how long have you been running? Um, well, I always find that a bit of a strange question. But I think, you know, since I can first remember, I, I ran. Seriously, then. <laughs> I just, you know, I think running is fun. And I know a lot of people don't think running is fun. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not a serious runner as such I just really love running and so I run and luckily I've I've got a dog who always wants to go out running regardless of what the weather is or she's always at the door ready to go so I guess um I ran cross country when I was a kid um used to run some track stuff but I find track quite boring (laughs) I don't like running around the same places all the time um and it's about like getting out and seeing places I I uh I got injured uh, about 10, 10 years ago. I got a knee injury and ended up not being able to even even walk mountains um, for about four, four and a half years. And it was awful. It was, it was really, really bad. And like two surgeries, loads of injections, so much physio, rest, tried everything. And, and eventually it started to come back. And I just saw that even if I ran one day in a week, and it hurt you know and I was in pain for six days but I got to run one day that was a reward right so that's kind of how um how I got back to running I think was accepting some level of pain and managing that and it just kind of carried on from there I'm not I've never really been into doing lots of events I ran the London Marathon in 2009 I'd run some half marathons before that but I just like running. So it's not really about competition for me. Um, yeah. It's just something that's part of m- me. Life. I just like running. So, yeah. And then about four, five years ago, I think it was, I was teaching and I was finding that my my life was so consumed by 
driving to work, working, you know, a 10 hour day, being constant, never stopping, driving home an hour, then being at home answering emails and, you know, then trying to be at home and do stuff there. And it was like, you know what, I just need something for me that is about me that's selfish. And so I started a streak back um yeah four four and a bit years ago um I only did it for about 180 days um and it was just a one miler so it was kind of like the run, run every day sort of thing and I loved it it was brilliant you know I remember uh trying to you know explain to people why I'm doing it and it, it's because you make excuses right you yeah. it, it's not that you can't find the time we always have the time we just don't make the time we come up with excuses it's too cold it's too wet it's too early and I remember there was this one day where I had to be in work for like 7 a.m and I wasn't going to get home until like half past six at the earliest and I had to be on a coach at like 7 p.m to go to my husband's like do at work and weren't going to get home until like 1am so it was like how am I how am I going to do this I'm a teacher it's not like I can just nip out for a lunch break and lunch breaks don't exist for teachers I don't think so I had to get up at like you know like quarter to five in the morning to to get a run and then get a shower and then get in the car and go to work just wow. so, I so I think it's I think that's um something for me that's really really important I can always find the time it's can you find the motivation I was gonna I was gonna ask you that and and there must have been days especially that first streak that you did that it was really hard to get out and run yeah I think you know the especially UK weather um, yep. in the winter it's you know I can be sat I was sat on my doorstep with my trainers on looking going <laughs> oh you know like do I want to go and I think <laughs> There's, you know, I think is it um, Paula Radcliffe's rule of like the 10 minutes where if you just say to yourself, I'm going to go out for 10 minutes and if I don't enjoy it, I can just stop and go home and that, yeah. that will be it. And I think um, it's it's brilliant because I always love it when I get outside, even when it's pouring with rain. Um, my dog loves it. Esme <laughs> never wants to stop. She wouldn't stop. She would only stop if I actually stop her. That's the thing. Um, and I think it's something about who I am now and it's become a commitment you know it's uh it's something that makes me who I am you know I I go running I'm sure people think that I'm crazy and stuff but really it makes me less crazy (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure people look up to you and think wow I wish I could do that you know I mean how was it coming back from because you said you were injured how how was it building back up to being able to go out and run every day and has it helped has that helped do you think make you stronger or have you had to kind of battle a lot of pain to get there um it was over a series of years I guess of trying to get back to running um and I think you you kind of got to be the mindset of is this progress for me does it make me happy so even if I go out for one run and it doesn't go very well it's not fast or you know how I think people are really harsh on themselves. I think running isn't about comparing yourself to somebody. If if we only compared ourselves to other people, we wouldn't run because there's always going to be the best runners in the world. That's not what running's about to me. I don't think many things in life are about that for me, about being the best. It's about, does it make me happy? And and running does make me happy. Are there days where it's really hard? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but I, I don't think I've ever regretted going for a run no, I think that's I think that's probably quite true for everyone I think we can all you know all 
uh, agree with that. It's just that you, you've got the motivation to get out probably more than some of us. But how, yeah. how did, um, how long have you, so how did Can Cross come into it? So, um, well, I, I met my now husband years ago and um, he, well, when, when I met him, he actually had a picture of, of Esme on his profile which is why I was like oh that's a cute dog um obviously there was more to it than that as well, but he'd only had it for a short while and I guess I'd always always wanted a job but I've been um an outdoor expedition instructor so I've, I've worked overseas a lot um and that's not conducive with a dog you know um so as much as I would have loved one I just couldn't get one um and I guess as soon as I I met Esme um yeah I kind of fell in love with Esme she's <laughs> she's a challenge you know um and I think I just it wasn't really a thought process it was like she loves to run on the beach um and so I was going out running at, at you know late sometimes when I got back from work um why would I not take Esme with me because now it feels like if I go without her I'm cheating on her a little bit um so yeah, you know, she had a her walking harness that I'd bought her that was a cheap one off of, you know, the internet sort of thing. Um, and maybe it wasn't the best one, but you know, it didn't chafe her under the arms or anything like that. And she loved it. You know, we were just out doing five, seven, eight, nine, ten Ks and stuff like that. We'd go to the beach, we'd run in the forest and stuff like that. So it would be a combination of she would be on the lead. Um, and sometimes I'd let her off free because she is so fast. She is so fast. It's unbelievable. So I'm always slowing her down. And I guess it just got to We all are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started to get a really sore shoulder. Um, and so I was like, I need to look at something that takes the strain off my shoulders. You know, with yeah. my job, my, my arms are really important for like ropes work and kayaking and stuff. And so I, I went to like the cheap pet store and found a band that went around your waist. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. let's try it. Let's try that. <laughs> and so that was brilliant because I didn't I didn't know anyone that ran with a dog. I just was running, you know, like and took my dog because why wouldn't you take your dog? Yeah. Um, and eventually that started to hurt my back a bit and it was, didn't have any padding on it. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll, I needed somewhere to put some water in as I was starting to do a bit of longer runs and things. And I bought this... Um, I think it was a rough wear one with a water bottle in it and I had a bit yeah. more padding. Um, and at this stage, I was still just running by myself with my dog. Um, and then I found out that there was Tanny Cross harnesses. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, this is a bit a bit serious, you know. So <laughs> I, I bought I bought one, but um, I think it was after I did the Nubra um torchlight can across the always aim high event oh yeah yeah um and well I first entered the 10k and then found out that they're going to add dogs in and I was like brilliant I can take Esme sort of thing I had my torch on and my friend was there videoing and the dogs were going nuts like completely and um, there's a video of us running off the start line instead of going straight Esme just goes right <laughs> around like another lady I'm like sorry sorry okay. so off we go and there's dogs like on the track fighting left and right and stuff wow. and, and Esme's just like we're, we're running like that's all we do is we need to win and we need to overtake everybody she's not my <laughs> mentality running but it is hers <laughs> she's so yeah so we did uh we did the course in the dark she had a light sight attached to her and um we we came third somehow in the canny cross um and had to go on the podium so I was like please please don't clap please don't clap because it will just set her off so 
Esme just went absolutely nuts. There's flags flying and lights going and people clapping and the big speaker. And I'm just like, oh, oh wow. Cool. Um, but yeah, and then we went on and did um, another event a few weeks later at the All Win. Um, and they set the dogs off last and she was just overtaking people, dragging me around uh, the course and we came third again. So that was really, really nice. Um, and at that, at that point, had you got the sort of proper kit? Yeah, so yeah. I think in between that time, I kind of bought a harness and stuff. And, you know, I think with her, we were still kind of progressing there. So she didn't seem to have any issues with like what we were running in. And I, I, I'm i pretty harsh on myself. I think I really worry about do I look after her properly? Mm. But I watch her and I run behind her so much that the slightest yeah. thing that changes in her, I'm like, oh, what's that? Um, you know, I take a pause a lot. Um and she got checked over by the vet here a couple of weeks ago and he was like she is so so fit Aww. if she was human she would be in the olympics for being a dog i was like okay that's why i can't keep up with her <laughs> <laughs> but, you know like her coat's really good her you know her joints are good her hips are good her teeth are good so like yeah i think she does well we did eventually buy a free motion harness um, yes i've got yeah. those Yep. <laughs> we got a blue one because I don't like the black because you can't see the dog very well because she is she's a black dog. Yeah. Um, but we use the line harness quite a lot as well. Um, and it fits her really, really, really well. And the thing with that is that you can kind of let her off. Um, and she loves to sprint. So normally I'd like run down the promenade at home and then on the way back go on the beach and let her off run free. And she would be in the water and that. And with the free motion, you can't really do that because it hangs around a little bit more yeah. Um, yeah so we kind of vary it but in terms of like the strain on our body I think yes we're right to make sure that dogs are not being dragged around by by a collar you know or they're not being used like the the Julius harnesses or anything like that but I think sometimes the community can be a little bit harsh on people and judgmental and I think it's about educating people about what is good for your dog? Do you do you really care for your dog? What's mm -hmm. the best thing? What do you know is the best thing for your dog? And I think with with Esme, we kind of fluctuate between them as well, between the two harnesses. Um, and yeah, I, there's no problems with her, so I guess it, it's all right. <laughs> and have you ever taught a command so that you know, like you were saying about that first race, you know, where she went off to the side? So have you sort of? done any commands with her so that actually when you are racing or when you're going out for a run and you want her sole uh you know on yeah. you her focus so it's the word I was looking for on you that um that you know and you can trust her when you're being pulled by her I Esme is fairly strong-minded <laughs> um, <laughs> she, <laughs> if she wants to do so and that's what she'll do but when she's running she's probably the perfect dog for running she runs out straight um she pulls on the lead I didn't think she was a hauler but actually she is a hauler it's just that I've not seen that many dogs run and our neighbors just moved here and we kind of got them into a bit of it as well and their dog just trots alongside uh -huh. you yeah um, Esme is every every run is a is a race um so we must win and overtake the bikes and and everything so um I have been trying to get her to slow down because since I've moved to Norway, if I'm running on snow, downhill is downhill is the bit with Esme that I need more control on. So we're, we are getting there. Um, 
but she just is excited about running. So in terms of running straight, she just runs straight. Um, she's ears tucked in. We have helped a couple of other people get their dogs running as well. Um, she's really good if you put her on a Y hang. And so the other dog will sit just behind her. And that kind of gives them the idea of what to do. Because she's just, Let, let's go. We're, we're running. This is this is my job. She loves it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we are trying with commands. Where we are actually trying to, to make a bit of progress is that I've tried to stop biking with her. Oh, wow. Um, and I've got a really long lead. And I had this thing that stuck out from my bike. But that mm. didn't work. So I took that off. And then uh, the, the bike paths here have the barriers. But Esme is aerodynamic. She she likes to take the race line, which she's oh. really, really good at, which unfortunately means going as close to the barrier and scooping left as quickly as possible. So I came off my bike twice. <laughs> um, but I, I was wondering if I could actually tire her out a little bit more because, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I can't, tire, I can't tire Esme out. You know, have you tried the proper bike drill kit? Because you know there's stuff that you can... Yeah, they can get. But again, that that is all about from when I've seen um, racing, bike drill racing, it is all about the commands for that one. You have yeah. to have the trust in your dog and, and know that they're um, I would never do that with pickle. Yeah, you need a bit more warning as well. You've got to anticipate things a bit more, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, I think if I'd had her since she was a puppy, then there would be many things about Esme that were different. Um, you know, she's she's got a lot of anxiety. We've had some real issues, um, separation anxiety sort of stuff with her. Um, and so, yeah, I wish I, I could go back and change all those things. But then Esme is Esme and I just have to embrace who she is, really. <laughs> and that some of the really good things that she is, um, sometimes, you know, you just got to look at those rather than some of the challenges that we have. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, running for her is when she's happiest. Um, uh, it's probably when I am as well, really. So I think, yeah, if we could go back and change that. But, um, yeah, she's a rescue. Um, and so she is what she is. <laughs> yeah, I've, I mean, Poppy's a rescue as well. And I, I get it. You've just got to kind of accept them for who they are, haven't you? And you know exactly. I mean the rescue centre um said that she was collie cross lab she's she's not got any lab in her I'm still looking for it what she's probably crossed with is kelpie which would explain a lot and when I say that my dog is really fast I think mm. you know like people are like oh my kid's great you know all that Esme's really fast <laughs> like you let her off the lead and people are like whoa she's like a rocket and she doesn't slow down like yeah she's just she's just she, so fast she could have lab in her because i've got a lab and mine is very very fast isn't she Michelle? And she, is, just, yeah. she won't stop no. so, uh, yeah but anyway <laughs> anyway so um uh how do you did you start so you how like you're doing a running streak now aren't you i believe yeah so i'm on five day five eight eight at the moment and the majority, probably 99% of them have been with Esme. There's been the odd day where I've stopped her running. And I know she hates it, but she we were out in the mountains here in, in the ice. Um, and she she must have just caught a nail and like sliced it. And so I just didn't want her running for a couple of days. And I hate it, but it, it was the right thing to do with her. Really. Yeah. 
Oh, that must have been heartbreaking for you to leave her at home as well, because they don't really understand, do they? I don't think. No, not at all. She, she, and she knows. She knows if I've been running without her. I think so. On the other occasion, just for her, you know, I'd hurt my back as well, but I was like, oh, oh I'm still going. So but, <laughs> yeah, got to look after them. So on the odd days, if there's something wrong, then then I'll leave her at home. But generally not. She's running races here with me as well. We did an Oslo half marathon, and actually in March we're going to do something called the Frozen Lake half marathon. So it's on ice. Oh, wow. Um, and so it's quite unique. You don't think you get to do these very often. So she's allowed to come. They welcome dogs. So we've, we're training her with these, these booties. Oh, the these are the non-stop ones because we've tried different ones, but they don't really, really work. And I don't love running in her booties because actually she's so she's so stable on her paws and I think she doesn't really, really like them. So, so some of the stuff that we, because when I moved here to Norway, I was like, well, what do you do with snow and ice yeah but, um i Which use the secret yes. secret yeah. yeah she loves it when i put it on her she like lays back like a little massage or a pedicure or something for her so we use yeah. that and that was brilliant but i think when when the kind of surface changes from just being cold to quite sharp then i then i go for the booties but i try to to not use them too too often with her yeah how is she coping with the boots it must be quite it must feel quite strange for a dog to wear boots yeah, yeah she looks like a bit of a spanner when you first yeah <laughs> dance around don't she won't be able to feel anything <laughs> will she like all that natural kind of yeah I, I think you know yeah. when you see them on kind of snow and you really do see them sprawl their paws you see actually how amazing that they are mm-hmm. um and so it's that balance of well is she more stable because she does slide in the boots a little bit at times so you're like oh what's best but you know you've got to look after the pad as well so I think it's just just that balance really and just knowing how long you're out there as well so yeah so do the boots it's the idea that the boots will give her a bit of grip as well or are they literally just to protect her paws yeah they've got like a rubber grip on them they're just they just don't match a, do- a dog's paws, I don't think. But yeah, like I said, you've got to kind of balance that that well-being yeah. versus. You can imagine, as you say, on the ice, that actually they're probably quite good. So if you're doing that frozen lake run, it's probably the best thing to do, isn't it? It's just, yeah, yeah. Um, so fingers crossed, um, we'll we'll both stay on our feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rather you than me. Wow. Yeah. Actually, this time last year, it was very snowy over here because I've got a picture came up on my Facebook of um, Pickle and I. We had quite a lot of snow running in the snow and it's just a fabulous I love it I love running in the snow but we just don't get the opportunity as much here do we yeah I find it really hard deep snow is it's really tough to run in isn't it do you wear any special kind of like different shoes now or anything when you're out on the snow well um I run in uh Brooks Cascadias um but it's in one of the older versions because I don't like the newer versions they've they've made them a bit harder I guess and I quite like yeah on the the Cascadia so I'm kind of I'm looking around for what I can get that isn't the new versions. They just don't they just don't sit as well on my feet. But I am still wearing them and the grip is brilliant. Um, the other thing that people do here is actually put screws in their shoes. Oh, so yeah. We're experimenting at the moment with, with some stuff, but at the moment I've stayed on my feet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> it's a bit like you know when you run on sand and you you check the sand and you know where the hard stuff is and see and and snow is a bit like that as well yeah. so you always yeah. check and see where you can see that the ice bits are and when you've got a better grip and things like that so yeah it's um it's fun and sometimes it takes a little bit of impact out of your running so 
it's good. It's great for core stability as well. As yes. <laughs> so that's good. Um, I just, uh, I've just seen this because um, you've done an ultra. I'm interested in this. <laughs> well, I signed up. Uh, my friend Tabitha was running um, around the coast of Wales back at the start of 2020. And I ran the first day with her a bit of the second day and then the, the third day with her and I loved it and it was it's amazing what she was doing raising money for charity etc but these were over marathon days running with her as well and so I think she kind of made me realize that I could run and, and actually my, my knee was holding up to it and it was it was brilliant for me actually just to be out with some girls running and having fun and you know supporting and we had our dogs obviously Esme was with me and her her dog Loki was with her um and I just started to realise that I could do these things. And so I signed up for the run to see the Brighton one that goes on for 50k. And I thought, oh, you know, it sounds like a good course. And it was I was I was ready for it. And it was literally the first weekend after lockdown. So it was the first race to go. Um, and so that didn't happen. And then it was meant to go to October. And obviously we've had the journey of things just kind of changing. Yeah. And I moved here to Norway. So um I was allowed to do it virtually so I found a 50k course and I didn't really think about not taking Esme because she runs with me all the yeah. time she's my buddy um wow. and so you know I just make sure I run courses where I can access water and luckily there's loads of lakes here um so there's always water I mean it's pouring with rain at the moment so she's always got got water but also my husband came out on the biking kind of supported us in that way so I ran by myself because you couldn't do it any other way but yeah so we did the 50k and um somehow we came first in the virtual race wow we subbed five hours um and that was really great um and then I ended up lying in the garden and Esme was doing laps around me like (laughs) I still don't know how to tire her out I'll be honest so so going so going back to that though but you didn't just go out and run a 50k did you you must have built that I know and I know she's obviously got lots of energy but it's not just the energy side of it is it it's just the you know the her body and muscles and it's the same with us so like we we talk about the 10% rule and there's a lot of people in my I'm in the military community here, like wanting to run, but a lot of people go out and they go, they get really excited, which is great. And, but their joints, you know, their ligaments, their muscles, their tendons, they can't adjust to that. And I think that's the thing is that you've just got to build yourself up. And so because Esme runs with me 99% of the time, we've built up together naturally. And so her joints, her ability to do those things. So, you know, it's not unusual for us to just go out and run a half marathon you know um yeah. at Christmas we ran um I ran Christmas Eve I ran a 35k and then Christmas day I ran a 17k and then Boxing Day I ran a 24k and the only reason I was doing that is that I, I had a target for run up to Christmas and the weather was so <laughs> cooling here like big storms that I was getting behind and I was like I need to get on this but um because she's used to doing it um she's always in training we're always training because it's fun why wouldn't you Mm. run so yes we sometimes go out and do big things and people might think well you know when was the last time you but the mileage is in the legs the mileage is in her body um yeah and I haven't once seen any signs for her to not run other than she's hurt her paw yeah she'll come up to me and limp sort of thing so I'll be like right call it a day but do you when you go and do those long runs is it canny cross all the time or is it free running as well? 
here you can't have your dog off the lead which uh-huh. was interesting, and I didn't know when I moved here and so I don't like that very much because um, mm. we've always done a mixture together um so here it was it was it was completely canny cross I guess um I mean we stopped every so often so I had a bit of a snack here and a bit of a snack there and I know that you shouldn't really feed your dogs on the move but over the five hours she got a couple of treats here yeah, and a couple of treats yeah. there. she had she had water um and you know like my husband was there so if there was a problem she could have got picked up and stuff but it's more of, more for me probably than anything else <laughs> so yeah she she loves it um and she was totally fine you know you check her paws and I think that's the thing is that I check her paws a lot so I know we try to change the surface that we run on as well whether it's in the forest or you know whether it's a bit more on grass and things like that so it's about kind of knowing your dog knowing what they're up to all the time yeah um, and adjusting to that and the thing is I don't go out and run 21k every day you know so she doesn't we've just been out with a friend and run a 10k this morning and went for a swim afterwards um and so like in the summer that's something I'm, I'm really really wary about is it can get really hot yeah um, we're running at a time of day where you know she isn't going to hurt her paws on the tarmac or avoiding tarmacs or going in the forest but there's a lot of water around here. So we take a lot of dips as well. Um, and I th- and she loves swimming as well. Um, so I don't ever wash her. I know that sounds really bad, but she doesn't smell. Um, so she just goes in the salt water a lot. And yeah. But, yeah I mean, with heat, I mean, we've, we've got a great podcast on that, haven't we, Michelle? Yeah, we have. That was one of the first ones we recorded, actually, wasn't it? About heat stroke. So yeah, it's such, I guess you've got extremes over in Norway, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. That's that's. I mean, it gets very hot, very hot here. So it's just about being sensible with your dog. You like, you do get up early in the morning, or you wait until it gets cooler at night and things like that. But I think that kind of looks after me as well. Um, so I think you just you just got to know your dog as well. Know your know your limits of your dog. She is born to run. You know, there are breeds that are not born to run like she is. You know, whether it's a snub nose or yeah, she she is designed to run. Yeah, she sounds absolutely brilliant. And she sounds like she's like so lucky to have you as well, Nat, to kind of take her out with you every day. I think that's awesome. Like what a team. Somebody that's a bit a bit got a bit more endurance, maybe, because she would just keep going and going and going. So I'm feeling really sorry for Pickle now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) She'd probably be better with you, but uh, yeah, anyway. So um you've given us quite a few tips for um cold cold weather running I mean obviously you used to do things in the UK as well so I mean it's it's not so bad but what what are your main tips for for sort of cold weather running then I mean you've got got the mushroom secret which I think is brilliant yeah. I mean with Esme I, I'm kind of against using coats with dogs um because she's got a really good thermal regulation system um and I think I'm really wary of like keeping an eye on her to make sure you know there are days where it's more the wind chill I think here um so with her she's yeah she's never really suffered in the cold I really find bold hard work so like I went for a dip in the fjord this morning with a friend and I was a bit of a wuss but I couldn't stay in that long Uh, she was under for a while but um I, I get colder than Esme gets cold so it's about if I'm at that point of really cold then then I need to look out for her I think yeah um but I wear shorts running. <laughs> I'm not a leggings wearer. I hate wearing leggings. Um, they annoy me. If I go out and I'm like, oh, it's cold, I should definitely wear some. I, I won't enjoy it. I'll just be like, oh, they're annoying me. So I 
found that if I wear long compression socks, it's my feet and my ankles. So if I keep my feet and my ankles warm and my core warm, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and so uh, sometimes I get it wrong here. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, looking out the window thinking, you know, it's freezing cold out. I should put loads of layers on. But generally you warm up sort of thing. So I've got a couple of good running jackets. So I've got a Montane. It's a belay jacket, actually, for being outdoors. It's super light, but it's warm. So it gets me out and I can cover up my face a bit more um and gloves gloves are really key here um hands just get cold um but yeah I, I think I shove things in pockets as I go along and just just run really yeah layers yeah yeah and I was gonna go just go back to the dog coats because I'm a bit like you with dog coats but I've always had dogs that have got good coats there are no natural coats but there are some breeds that you do need to wear coats um or not go out for as long aren't there so I think uh, yeah I think it does depend on the breed of dog. Yeah, I run Puppy in a coat when it gets cold because she's so she's so thin anyway, and she's not she's not got much fur, um, yeah. and you can see her kind of shivering and she feels cold. So I I do yeah, wear exactly. a coat for Puppy. I think Esme yeah. is just designed to be in the mountains running. Yeah, in all weather. I think that's that's where she sits in life and I try to keep up with it basically <laughs> yeah, that sounds great no, that sounds really brilliant cool. yeah so is that, have you got any other questions Michelle no I was just just gonna say thank you Nat for joining us it's been lovely to chat to you um if is there anywhere we can follow you on social media if our readers want to follow your and Esme's adventures our readers <laughs> Yeah, I our mean, readers, I'm, our listeners. I'm on Twitter, <laughs> so we're in that Esme run. Um, but yeah, I, I, or I'm on Strava. Strava's probably where you see us most because we run every day. Uh, <laughs> we do take a lot of photos when we're out because, you know, you should run in beautiful places and enjoy what you're doing. So exactly. that's, that's the biggest thing when you have a dog is um, if they're like Esme and they love to run you will always have somebody at the door wanting to go for a run. And I think a lot of people don't have that in their life where, you know, people moan about running, which you shouldn't because it's great. Um, but, you know, Esme always wants to go for a run with me. And I, I, I love that about her. I think it just brings joy. No, and I, and I think also, I mean, I went out like you did the other day. I went out this weekend without pickle for various reasons. But she was so excited once I was getting ready. And then I was like, bye. <laughs> I know, cruel, cruel. But, uh, and I hated the run. Absolutely hated the run. But never mind, I did it. <laughs> Why did you do it, Louise? Why did you do that? <laughs> Various reasons. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I rarely run without Poppy. I mean, I don't, I don't run every day. Um, but it is very rare that I'm, I go out for a run and don't take Poppy. But if I ever do, she does look at me as if to go, well, what, why? What have I done wrong, Mum? Yeah, exactly. I think so that, yeah, just coming well, back to like the, the running every day thing, I think some people are like, how do, you, how do you run every day? Like, And I do at least 5K a day. Um, and I think you, if you want to run every day, you've kind of got to see some 5K days as just going out and moving your legs over and just being out there sometimes I don't get much choice of Esme <laughs> like she'll just she'll just go but um it, it's kind of you know you have down days of running so even though you are still running there you're kind of I'm just turning my legs over day 
yeah so you do have to plan in kind of easier recovery days don't you I guess as well and yeah you, you kind of I don't really plan I'll be honest I don't I yeah. might have a training plan but yeah you just you just got to listen to your body listen to your body and you need to be really observant with your dog's body mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's that's a perfect place to finish because I think yeah I think we do yeah we just said what yeah what I believe so and I know Michelle does so that's brilliant thank you Nat so much well I really hope you enjoyed listening to our Fanny Cross story with Nat it's just lovely to see how a dog can motivate somebody to get out and run every day I'm feeling inspired um, and we've also got some really good tips there for cold weather running as well I hope you found it useful I know and it's it's interesting isn't it because although it's like running every day with your dog Nat is obviously very uh, aware of Esme and we talked about this with I think some of the, the other um, sessions we had or I know it's really interesting, but Nat's very aware of what Esme can and can't do, isn't it? And, and sort of noticing any difference, which I think we probably all are um, with our dogs. And that's just like we are with our own bodies um, and probably more so with our own dogs, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, running behind them all the time, you do learn what's normal for your dog. And I think that's the key thing to come out of today, that if you are, you know, running every day with your dog, you do really need to know your dog very well, don't you? Yeah. And I just think, yeah, as, as you know, she's doing it every day, but I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I want to, you know, personally for me. Um, but the dog is motivating her to get out. And actually I do. When I go out for a walk, sometimes I think, oh, I wish I was running. But um, yeah, you've got to fit it in with your lifestyle. And that's what works for you, isn't it? But uh, yeah. it's amazing. And what was that? 558 days. Incredible. <laughs> that's like over a year, isn't it? Yeah. yeah yeah so uh, very impressed so if you've got any stories like that or um if there's anyone anything else you would like to hear about on canny cross conversations then please do let us know but we really hope that you've enjoyed this week's podcast see you on the next one <laughs>